and welcome back to the NPC Talk Show. Again, that is the Non-Perfect Christian Talk Show, and you got your host, Sludge, here, and then my brother across from me is back, Micah. How's it going, guys? So, you missed the last episode. I don't even remember why. I forgot. Was you doing something with your house? More than likely, yes. More than likely, because you, yeah, you, you and Rachel are now homeowners. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. How's it feel being a first-time homeowner? Uh, that first payment hadn't come through yet, so I think <laughs> yeah. that's when it's going to get real. Those are always nice, because well, the wedding's coming up soon. It is. The, yeah. Was it the 14th? Uh, 17th. 17th. I was close. I'm, a, I'm not a... I'm not a terrible friend, no, no, no. <laughs> so so pretty excited about that. So we, um, of course, you know, Mike and well Walter, as previous <laughs> Sludgecast listeners know her, um, are getting married the 17th of next month, which is exciting. I mean, it's a good month. I mean, my oh, yeah. birthday, Gavin's birthday's next month. You oh, yeah. know, so you can't beat it. Can't pick a better month. So, but yeah, so new homeowners is awesome. So now are you're you're moving in, but then Rachel moves in after you guys get married or that, is it vice versa that was the plan was for me to move in but it's not looking good uh just because of how much we have left to do we're waiting on an electrician to get there and oh remodeling stuff yeah remodeling okay. so gotcha. it's possible just not probable at this point right so. right right i mean i wouldn't I mean, you guys got a little bit of time so yeah. that's exciting man it's a cute house we're pumped. So that's awesome. Well, all right. Well, so we're back. And, of course, now uh, Sarah will be joining us later in the show for the devotion section. Um, but she is sitting out the first two for news and the uh, movie segment. So she likes to. She told me she's like, I like to take notes, <laughs> like real detailed notes. And, of course, I'm used to just putting the notes in my head. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I'm, I'm having to get used to that, mm-hmm. you know, like. She wants, like, the show, like, a week in advance so she can get everything down. I'm like, I could do it tomorrow and just oh, yeah. on a fly. But, uh, but so, yeah, so we got some news for you guys. Um, and then we're going to give you a song, like always. And then we're going to jump right into our entertainment section, another song. And then we got a pretty sweet devotional coming up. So let's jump in the news. Now that we're doing two shows a month. Oh, yeah. uh, the news section won't be quite as long because, I mean, it, it has been lengthy and we're trying not to be <laughs> lengthy. And, and we all know that Sludge likes to talk. So I kind of keep myself in check. You know, when, when I don't have Micah here, um, it, it's very easy for me to rant <laughs> hours, uh, for, for hours upon hours. Yeah, for long periods of time. So but we've just got two things we want to discuss news wise. But we got things. Obviously, there's a lot going on. We know there's a, a, a crisis at the border, um, which we're not going to address right now. Technically, we will yeah, in a moment, yeah. but uh, not in big. But I mean, we would definitely want to talk about the recent uh, mass shootings that we've seen in Atlanta and Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Um, first and foremost, just because, you know, we want everybody to know that we're praying for the families and the victims affected. And, and it's always a terrible thing to uh, to see and to hear about. Yeah. I mean, it, and it blows my mind because, you know, like, oh, it's a mass shooting. I'm like, dude, this happens almost every day in Chicago. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, there are unfortunately terrible places in our country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that we need to be vigilantly praying for. And there's there's laws that are trying to be passed that are not going to help the situations not whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. Um, ahem, HR 127, <laughs> gun control. Because um, somehow they think that once they get those bans in line, that criminals be like, oh, okay, here, you can just have my yeah. gun. You know, yeah. Geniuses. Um, anyway, so, but we do want to address these because it is a tragic thing in the nation for something to happen, especially at such a time as this. Um, we had the, the shooting in Atlanta happened at i think it was three uh massage parlors yeah. is the total yeah. uh we had uh um several asian women were killed i think it's a uh, 10, 10 people shot total if i'm not mistaken uh, or eight eight dead um from it 
um, uh, most of them being Asian women. There, thirty percent of them were, were white people as well. Um, but it, it's it's we're we're bringing it up to address a major issue, and it's not so much the crime as right. it is the painting yeah. of the crime. Big time. Um, as soon as it happened, unfortunately, our mainstream media painted it as a white guy doing hate crime against Asian Americans. Yeah. Um, because Asian American hate crimes and violence is, has been on the rise mm -hmm. because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, what they don't want to tell you, because they do want to paint it as a, a white supremacy issue um, in most outlets, is that's completely false. Big time. Um, uh, actually, 80% of the violence committed against Asians in this country are by black Americans, uh, but they don't want to tell you that part. Um, you know, the, the hate crimes don't need to happen, period, whether it's for towards anybody, towards yeah. a black person, Asian person, doesn't matter. Agreed. Um, but the rough part about this is the fact that when this happened, the, the, our mainstream media immediately ran with this with a political agenda. Oh, yeah. Of This is Asian hate crime. It was a white person, uh, gun control, and... That wasn't even, you know, the motive. Mm -hmm. You know, when they finally interviewed the shooter, you know, he said it was a sexually motivated, you know, situation. And, of course, the mainstream media was like, no, it's racially motivated. Like, they knew what the dude was thinking anyways. Yeah. Huh. Um, and they didn't even bother to look. I mean, all three of these parlors, unfortunately, um, were reviewed for sexual activity oh, yeah. in parlors. I mean, yeah. it's it's... It's a brothel. At that, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. And, and and what's sad is the thing that should be talked about. Is not. Is under not, the rug. Yeah, is, is again, sex trafficking. Yeah. Um, that's what these women are brought over for. That's what kids are brought over for, mm -hmm. especially through the Mexican border. And, and it does want to be brought up. You know, mainstream media wants to use this as a political tool to push an agenda. Uh, and it's terrible to see. Mm -hmm. Terrible to see. And then again, it happened in Colorado. Yeah. I mean, almost back to back mm -hmm. and um you know georgia uh the the shooter um down there was robert aaron long 21 year old white male in colorado uh the gentleman i have to pull the name up because it's it's honestly kind of is a hard name for me to say ahmad al aliwi alisa yeah uh, another 20 year old um who was a resident of denver um colorado drove 20 miles to a marketplace and uh, ended up killing 10 people, shooting 10 people and killing 10 people. Um, and it, it was horrible. They're still trying to find the motive. I mean, we, we got our ideas, but again, so much being left out of the mainstream media. Uh -huh. As soon as it happened, I mean, Elon Omar, our vice president, unfortunately, several people came out. It's like another white man yeah, and racially motivated and ended up being a, a Syrian national. Mm -hmm. Um, Muslim, you know, yeah. what I mean, and I'm not attacking Syrians or attacking Muslims. Uh, no, you because know, our country has a, for years, ever since 9 11, oh, if you're Muslim, you got to be supporting some terrorist organization, yes, which is not true. Not true at all. Okay. Yes, there is the extremists, and that's a problem. Uh, but just because you're a Muslim does not mean you're exactly going out to kill somebody. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but um, that was, it was instantly a white person, and yeah. they didn't wait for the facts. And when it finally came out, it was a Muslim, a Syrian Muslim. Um, and the motive hasn't been released yet, but they're still running with it. Um, you know, what's I, I think it's kind of sad that they're not talking about is a lot of places at this marketplace were Jewish owned. Oh, um, I that's, hadn't heard that. Yeah, that's not being brought up. Um, I mean, because you were driving 20 miles. Yeah. Over 20 miles for a reason. 
Oh, big time. You know I mean, if you're just wanting to shoot up and kill a bunch of people, I'll go five miles down to the Walmart, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, of course, they said he had an AR-15 rifle and all this stuff. He actually had an AR-15-style pistol, um, mm-hmm. but a different rifle, and, and that shot up gun control. You know, it's it's sad, but it's something that the reason why I want to bring up is is because is, I'm seeing it so much on Facebook. Um it's just how much people just fall in line with whatever the mainstream media yeah. is pushing. And it's just destroying, it's causing division. Mm-hmm. I mean, and as yeah. a Christian, you know, the biggest thing we know is, is God's not an author of that. You mm-hmm. know I mean, he, he, you know, house divided won't stand. Exactly. We, we know this. Um, but I'm seeing just so much hatred. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it, that's all it is. It's all the news is uh-huh. it seems like anymore, you know, and, and it's, and it's sad. And, you know, like, how do we, how do we address and deal with this as a Christian when we see these things? I mean, prayer first off. I mean, we need to be praying for every one of these victims and their families. You need to be praying for the shooters. Absolutely. You know, and, and you need to be praying for the people that are being affected mm-hmm. by the media, that are being affected yeah. at home seeing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, we know biblically what's coming. Oh, yeah. You know, and there's no changing it. But that doesn't mean we just sit back and, and be silent. Well, we were know. promised a great awakening in the last days as well. So yep. you have something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, big time. And when and when that happens, it's like, oh sweet. We're yeah. right, we're right there, you know. It's almost here. Um, you know, I mean it's I've always been one growing up that's like people, you know, of course, growing up in a charismatic style church, Pentecostal church, you know, like Jesus is coming. Well, yeah, yeah. we know he's coming. But then, I mean, I remember as a kid, you know, Gulf War stuff on the news, real young, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But hearing, I remember hearing in the churches, you know, Jesus is coming, be ready, you know, because of this. And then mm-hmm. it doesn't. And then five years later, he's coming because of this. And then, he, you know, so there, there is that aspect. And I've always been the one because I'm so analytical and I have to see things scientifically, historically, after my faith base part yeah. of it, that I need to, you know, Show me the signs, mm-hmm. and uh, we're there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm the first to admit now that you know it's like there's there's not a whole lot that can be done. I mean, the, the biblical prophecies are fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, as far as what's what's left is is just the great awakening we're waiting for the, that last big revival yeah. of the Holy Spirit being poured out before the trumpet sound and Jesus comes back. And I can't wait for it. But we need to be ready and prepared. But we also need to be aware of what's going on and what to do yeah. about it, and and uh, standing up and praying for people and ministering to people. Yeah, is huge because so many people are are don't know Jesus, you know, don't know the Lord, and uh, they need that. Yeah, and it's hard when we're being drowned with what the mainstream media is doing. Negativity you know I mean? and just oh yeah, so constant. I mean, if anything out of the news of this, of course, as tragic tragic as it is, is, is just understand the point that. As soon as it hits, don't listen to everything that's being mm-hmm. said to you. I mean, just wait for the facts because yeah. the, the mainstream media does not wait for the facts. No, absolutely no. Not. And and even if you know they finally get the facts, I'm like, oh, we were wrong. You know, much like the Washington Post had to had to do a major, <laughs> major apology. They tried to hide it uh, to Trump um, in regards to the phone call with Georgia yeah. senator with the votes. And be like, oh, we we uh, we were wrong, you know. Like we we posted this, you know. They try to hide it, but the damage has been done. Oh, and, big and time. There's no, they don't care to try and fix. No, absolutely what not. they did. Um, so so it's a major issue. So just issue, just just be aware. I mean, there's some troubled times coming, but God mm-hmm. is still good, Amen. and uh, um, and be be aware of what's happening. And when you see these things happen, of course, be be praying for the people that need yeah. it. I mean, the victims, the families involved, the shooters, or 
it, not even if it's a shooting scenario. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, just whatever it is you're seeing, you'd be praying for them and praying for the country. I, mean, I pray for our country nightly. Um, yeah. But just be aware. Don't don't fall in line. Don't be aware. There's, mm-hmm. You see it online, people being called sheep all the time. Don't be a sheep <laughs> in this scenario. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, uh, there's a time to be a sheep, biblically oh, in yeah. reference, but uh, what we're referring to here, don't do that. So <laughs> the only other thing news-wise I want to talk about is our president finally did his first press conference, <laughs> and it was horrible. I mean, horrifying. Pitiful. Um, not even like so. I mean, so much. I mean, it was bad. I mean, the dude just. I felt bad for him, man. I did, man. I mean, the pictures have now come out showing uh, the note cards that he had, and he even messed up on the note cards, which I understand. Like any president does a press conference, yeah. they're going to have notes. Oh yeah. I mean, these were severe cheat sheets. He even had a pamphlet of pictures of. Of, reporters, uh, yeah. reporters that he he knew the to call on, order. yeah, call this one first, this one second, you know, yeah. uh, and and then they still took him aback. You know, I mean, at one point he said he'd been in the Senate 120 years. You know, yeah. it's like uh, what you know, yeah. um, if, and if it's not clear that he's the Democratic Party's puppet at this point, oh, I don't know what's going to wake yeah, people up. I have uh, no idea how they can't see it. I mean, and just the whole speech of it in general. Yeah. You know, I mean, he just wasn't cognitively there 100 mm-hmm. percent. No. Um, and and a lot of the agenda kind of came through. I mean, we know what's going on with the crisis at the border. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no one's that was screaming kids in cages when Trump was the president or screaming kids in cages anymore. Right. Even though we're everywhere from 700 percent to 1400 percent above capacity. Yeah. In these facilities um, that they're they're not letting the media in the senators. Like crews and some of them are having to go down there and take pictures and leak the pictures themselves. Yeah, people are, I think are starting to finally wake up and see what's going on. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, you know, when when the press brought this to to Biden, he ended up saying, and I'm paraphrasing this, uh, but but I mean, this he said, look, well, we, you know, they want transparency. Is what the the reporter asked. When you are we're going to have transparency, you're supposed to be the administration of transparency, right? And Biden's response, like like, look, we we will be transparent. Let us get a hold of the situation on the border, and then we'll let you in there. <laughs> okay, so in other words, you want to fix it and get these kids out of here, then let us in. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's clearly what he said, and. You know, he was at one porter, reporter ended up asking him about gun control, you know, because of the of the recent shootings. And he had no – he didn't even respond anything related to gun control. He immediately went into the infrastructure uh, of the country. It's yeah. like he completely dodged that question and just was like, uh, what's my note card? It looked like he was reading in order. Like, okay, ask reporter one <laughs> this question. Here's the answer to this reporter. Ask reporter two this question. Yeah. Like he was literally reading off a script. Oh yeah, um, I, I felt bad for him. Yeah. I mean, this first time I truly felt bad. I'm like, man, you really are a puppet for these people, mm-hmm. and nothing more. I mean, it, I think I saw a YouTube video, a YouTube video, and the tagline on it was like, uh, called it like elder abuse. What oh, was yeah. the conference? And I it mean, really, it felt like it. We're getting there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it, it's it was sad. I mean, like, look, you may not agree with the man. Pray for pray for the man. Yeah, pray for him. Big um, n- not just for his health. But the fact that he is still our president and he's leading this country and we need to be praying for our leaders, even if we don't like them, even if we don't agree with them, we need to be praying for them. Um, and especially him. I mean, I've never in my lifetime so far, man, I've never seen a president that's just literally, I mean, is a puppet. And it's and it's sad for him. It's sad for the country. And it's, you know, other other countries are noticing. I mean, even Putin's like, hey, let me do a, you know, a, a conference <laughs> with lick, them together. That man's licking his lips. 
Oh yeah, he's I ready. Mean, he, he knows that this is prime time to come up against America. Absolutely, um, which is not good for us no. at all. So, no. um, but just be aware. So that's what we just want to talk to you guys about news. I mean, be, be praying for the president. You know, we finally got the first conference, and clearly we understand now why it's taken so long to get one. Mm-hmm. Um, but be praying for his health, but also be praying for just that administration. I mean, it's it, it's really coming to light, and you're seeing. I mean, you you voted for Biden. That's not who you got. No. At all, I mean, no. this dude is a, is a puppet on the string, mm-hmm. um, and then because, again, be praying for the country. So we need it. We're in hard times, have been for a while, and it's going to be a rough ride. Yeah, well, big time for for a good bit. So, um, but we'll see what happens. You know, things are things are coming up, and um, you know, to God be all the glory. Oh, you, big time. You know, and uh, we need him now more than ever. But you need to be focusing. Your, your strength and your faith on him, mm-hmm. and he'll get you through it all. Yeah. Especially when it comes to stress and anxiety. You know, I mean, we know, guys, we bring you news, and you're seeing news every day, and it can be stressful, and it can cause anxiety. But, man, if you put your faith in God, remember, he's got, he's in control. Yeah. And promise you, promise you, it makes life a whole lot easier. So, yeah. but, all right, anything you want to add? No, I think he covered it really well. All righty. Well, then we're going to hit you guys with a song. Um, of course, just got done watching Living Sacrifices documentary. It just released last week with um, 30 Years of Sacrifice, the story of Living Sacrifice, who, of course, is my favorite band um, on the planet. I'm going to hit you with one that I think is really good and pertinent to the fact that, you know, it's Easter weekend coming up, or at best by the time you listen to this, it is Easter weekend or Resurrection Sunday. Uh, this is called In Christ by Living Sacrifice.
Okay, now we got some good movies to review for you guys. It's about time. It is. And one for sure that we can recommend for oh, everybody. Absolutely. Super stoked. Absolutely. So we're going to hit you with, of course, we know Justice League, the Snyder Cut just came out. And we're super stoked to talk about that one. But we're going to hit you with one that came out prior to it. And that's Tom and Jerry. Yep. Um, man, for me, I grew up watching a lot of different cartoons, but Tom and Jerry was kind of on the regular for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, even and you. Oh yeah, I grew up too. Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I just loved it, man. I love watching that cat and mouse just tear each other apart. Oh, big time! And uh, so we got a, a new movie with uh, Chloe Grace Martz is in it and uh, does a great, great job. Um, pretty simplistic movie. I mean, you know, it's a Tom and Jerry movie. You know, yeah. Chloe Grace Martz kind of lies her way into getting a job. At this big fancy hotel, uh, Tom and Jerry get in the mix. She has to get rid of Tom, or I'm sorry, has to get Jerry. rid of Jerry. So she hires Tom to help, all while this big, huge celebrity wedding is fixing to happen there. And she's trying to help the bride and groom. Yeah. She kind of starts to fall for the bartender guy. And the whole time, you know, she's lied to get this position. And it all comes to a pretty good head at the end. Of course, you got tons of, you know, just great. Tom and Jerry being Tom and Jerry, just breaking things in each other, and it's just hysterical. Um, but she realizes at the end, you know, the wedding falls apart, and and through that and losing her job, when people realize that she had lied about it all, um, Clarice Martz's character, that the telling the truth and being honest uh, and is the way to go, and things are worth fighting for. So she's able to restore the wedding and the couple and get her job back, and and Tom and Jerry come together. It's a pretty good movie. I yeah. mean, just message-wise, is really good. No language whatsoever. Yeah, I was going to mention that. So it's rated PG. Mm-hmm. I think it should have got a G rating, to be quite honest. Yeah. I think maybe the only reason it got a PG was just because of the cartoon violence, maybe? That's, that's literally all I've found is that uh, for IMDb, um, all the categories are none, and uh, violence and gore are mild for slapstick comedy. Yeah, between I mean, if you've seen a Tom and Jerry cartoon or it's, or yeah. Roadrunner, you know, and Coyote, Coyote yeah. that's the type of cartoon violence we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, scoring wise, this actually is critically a thirty four percent rating on IMDb. Wow, uh, it did not sit well with critics, but for me, it's a great family film. I mean, I th- it's I th- something you can pop on; kids can watch it, and you're not gonna have a problem with what they're seeing. I mean, yeah. It, and and again, it does have a good message about learning from your mistakes and and making it up to people and just being becoming a better person. Uh, so I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, for me, Tom and Jerry was always just about Tom and Jerry just having fun. <laughs> yeah. Favorite episodes one where Tom goes fishing and Jerry's like messing with the fish the whole time. It's great. Uh, and the only problem for me with the movie was that the and it's the same thing with Godzilla twenty fourteen. There's too much human drama in it for me. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah. It had to happen because you can't not have a. That's true. I mean, I love the movie, and I wanted, but I want, I did want more Tom and Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I, Sledge agrees with me. I think we can recommend this to kids of all ages. To yeah. Be honest. Oh yeah. It was uh, a great movie. <clears throat> my for, whole family watched it. Yeah. Gavin, of course, loves Tom and Jerry. Gavin's <laughs> six, six to be seven, and he loved the movie. He absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, yeah, I recommend. We definitely we recommend this for all ages. Yeah. Um, good message. Great animation as far as where they handled it with live action. Oh yeah, made me think a lot of um, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like it was, yeah. it was just that good. It's a Smurfs for me, like with the animation in a real world. Right, it was, right. It's cool. You can go back to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Hey, well, so, yeah, it's so the much, original. so much better yeah. than Smurfs. But Smurfs wasn't bad. Wasn't nah, bad though. Too bad. Okay, 
Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes. The um, movie of movies at the moment. Yeah. It's single-handedly broke the internet um, for the it past did. four years. <laughs> well, and it literally did yeah. um, last week. Shattered uh, HBO servers. You couldn't in get Asia. on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, and so the big thing that I think everybody gets scared of when they hear HBO is they think, oh, no. Game of Thrones, pornography. Right, right. In reality, um, this movie is rated R, but the rating comes at the price of extra blood in the fighting scenes and three F-bombs. I almost forgot those were in there, and I've watched it three times now. Yeah. It's a very, they're very fast. They're very, almost like they didn't want them to be heard, but just wanted the R rating. Right. And I think that's what Snyder's vision was. Obviously, for those reasons, we won't recommend it to anyone other, under the age of 13. Um, oh, yeah. That's if, right. I remember the Batman Joker yeah, conversation, right? Yeah. Wow. If you guys are, yeah, it's up to your guys' judgment on that one. But um, outside of the F bombs, we both agree that this is very suitable for teenagers. And, yeah, absolutely. I would say, yeah, 13 above. Uh, um, mature 13, handle. whatever. Um, no sex, no nudity, nothing like nope. that involved nope. in this film. It is really just a great superhero film. It um, is phenomenal. Actually, your dad texted me earlier, and I was in the middle of watching <laughs> the, uh, uh, I, the 30 Years of Sacrifice, Living Sacrifice documentary, yeah. I, so I was not replying at the moment. <laughs> um, but I had made a comment because we did a watch party. Uh, unfortunately, you had to miss it. Again, uh, Tyler, Hannah, that's your fault. Um, <laughs> I told you Justice League is more important, but whatever. <laughs> um, and I love Tyler and Hannah. Um, and you guys have promised to go out with him for dinner, but so everyone else came over though. So your brother, your dad, um, you know, a couple more buddies from the church and, and I had made a comment that at church, even Mm -hmm. that this was aside from Endgame, better than any Marvel film. Um, and I've watched it three times now, two in color, once in the new black and white version. Which is better? Okay, I don't. I, if you got to watch them black I and white, I got a chance. No. Uh, definitely superior. So for those who who are like black and white, why? Well, in the editing room, Snyder pretty much edited the whole movie in black and white. Yeah, and he wanted to release it in black and white. Now, some movies that benefits. Uh, the last one that I could think of was Max Mad Max Fury Road with Tom Harding, mm-hmm. um, or Tom Hardy, sorry, uh, and. That was phenomenal. So they did release Mad Max, and it was a phenomenal movie. Um, but then they released the Blood, I think it's called the Blood and Chrome edition. Uh-huh. That was like b- black and white mono, monochrome scale. It was way better because it just fit the tone. It made the tone of the movie better. Same thing with Snyder. Snyder cut of Justice League. Like black and white, it's it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. But, uh, but I, anyways, I made the mention about uh, being better than Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, aside from Endgame. And the reason why I don't think it's better than Endgame, and maybe your dad will listen to this and I'll tell him, yeah. because it is better than any other Marvel movie I can think of. like Even Winter Soldier? Okay, tied for Winter Soldier. Okay. I'm going to say that much. Tied for Winter Soldier. Because Winter Soldier and Endgame are the two best in Marvel. Uh, we both. Winter Soldier is the closest thing I've ever seen to a perfect movie. It is. When you, I mean, and we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you go in, and you, you literally saw a spy espionage action film, action yeah. thriller. Yeah. It just so happened to be Captain America. When you can make a a movie, including involving superheroes, and you don't even know or realize or care they're even superheroes, yeah. you've nailed it. Mm-hmm. Which is why the Russo brothers got to do the last two, mm-hmm. you know, Avengers movies. But um, so I mean, yeah, tied with Winter Soldier, okay. definitely. 
Um, as good as in-game, no, only because you can't compare those two. And this is really just me answering your dad at this yeah. point. So, Jason, <laughs> here you go. A whole piece just for you. Um, you've got 23 films in that saga. Uh, I mean, over a decade of of becoming, you know, growing with these characters. Everybody cried when Tony died. Everybody around the world cried. You can't compare Endgame to Snyder Cut because Zach didn't have 23 films and a decade to build you with these characters. You know, especially like with Batman. I mean, we're already in it with Batman. You know, yeah. I mean, he's older, you know, type deal. Um, so I can't, you can't compare the two. But is it on level with Winter Soldier and Endgame? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, it is an epic. It is a, yeah. it is an epic masterpiece of a film. Yeah. Um, I don't really know that I even had any complaints about that movie. No. Um, uh, again, especially with what Reese recommended, the vid angel, you can easily get rid of the language. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even some of the bloodier scenes, which aren't really. I, I don't even, I mean, compared to what we have, I really yeah. don't even know that the blood. It's not noticeable. Constituted I mean, an R rating. No, no, definitely not. Um, especially when some of the blood was like from. CGI characters, you know the what I mean? Parademons. Par- yeah, the yeah. parademons. Um, but this does give a good segue into talking about the difference between DC and Marvel now. That there yeah. is going to become probably a huge discrepancy between the two because Marvel's going to be your more fun, not I wouldn't want to say family-friendly action film, but it's going to be more, you're going to feel more comfortable taking your children to see a Marvel yeah, film. Yeah, it's more colorful, more poppy, yeah. not dark and gritty like the DCEU is moving towards, which yeah. I'm totally fine with at this point. You need two totally different tones you to do. separate the universe. Um, and you've got the darker characters with DC. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, especially with Batman. I mean, there's more tragedy yeah. on Big the time. DC side Big as time. far as the characters. So, for us, again, Snyder Cut, teenagers, I think we're fine as long as they're mature and yeah. you, you feel comfortable. Especially if you got VidAngel, yeah. which works perfect. Because yeah. it, it, it truly is. I mean, when you have... Over this movie was never supposed to see the light of day, exactly at all. And over a million fans, me included, I signed a petition petition to have this put together and made. Mm -hmm. They brought him back. Snyder himself said, "I will do it with no pay, yeah, so I can do it my way." Affleck and Leto came on and shot new scenes completely free, yeah, because everyone believed in this, and it turned out to be the most talked about thing on the internet. And then it drops. And it's still the most talked about thing on the internet. And now people want the rest of the movies. Yes. That Snyder himself said, I'm not coming back. Affleck said, I'm not coming back. Now, both of them are saying, we'll come back. If yeah. that's what the fans want. And it's the, it's the hottest trending thing. So, yeah. it, for a reason, it's it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Again, yeah, you've got a couple uh, curse words in there. Bit Angel, pop those things out. Mm-hmm. The Blood, I'm eh. with you. I mean, it's it's parademons mostly. Yeah. Um. The one thing I will say in DCU's favor over Marvel is there wasn't a single GD ever, yeah, at all in, in Snyder Cut, which was I would rather hear the F bomb over GD. Same any here. Day of the week. Same here. Any you hear two of them in Endgame. Yeah, you know, no, there's three in Endgame, I believe. Was there three? I believe. I mean, there I can is. think of two off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, um, but that 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 stood out to me big time. Yeah. Uh, but still, it is what it is, and obviously. Our opinions only go so far into recommending these movies for you guys. Correct. Do your own research. You know, 
Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Exactly. Because, um, I mean, there, there's people out there that, I mean, uh, and just true honesty, I mean, even Tom and Jerry might push the envelope yeah. for. It's yeah. just, it's where you're at, yeah. you know, in your walk. And we don't, of course, we'll tell you. I mean, if the movie's definitely not good spiritually for Absolutely. you to watch, don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Mike is 100, you're 100% right on that. So, but you guys hear it? Tom and Jerry, it's a go for all go. ages. Completely. Absolutely. Snyder cut. You do what you want to do. We think teenagers and up. And up you're fine. It works for us. So, yeah. and uh, you just need to watch it. It's so oh, good. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so not good. a movie. It's an event. It is. I mean, it is four I mean, hours. It's an event. Oh, dude, four hours. We're sitting up here. I mean, I went and bought a sixty-five inch TV just for this <laughs> event. You know, like because um, I had, we had to see it the right way. Yeah. And uh, um, I mean, we were hooked. I mean, you know, Sarah watched it, and and for those who know my wife, she is not a superhero guru like at all not even i mean she didn't even enjoy superhero movies like the first superhero <laughs> movie that i that she's watched with me that she's halfway enjoyed was one woman 84 yeah and now she'll admit she likes the dc characters more than marvel oh yeah but she just doesn't get into these movies at all she doesn't get into action movies it's just not what she likes which is fine she sat through all four hours of justice league and she wow. was just like that movie was amazing wow so that tells you how good it is so yeah all right. Well, that's the entertainment section. We're going to drop another song on you guys. And this song is from another one of my favorite bands called Memphis Mayfire. This song is Divinity. And it just lets you know, first and foremost, when you're listening to this song, that you have a purpose. God has a design for you. And uh, he has a will for your life. And you need to be walking in it because you can do it. This is Memphis Mayfire, Divinity.
And that was Memphis Mayfire with Divinity. All right, so I postponed putting this episode out a little bit because as you listen to this today, it is Resurrection Sunday, and I felt it was important to just push a little bit to speak about today and what it is we celebrate. I'm not going to dive into the origins of Easter or any of that stuff because that's just not important. What's important is the fact that Jesus Christ died and rose again three days later, um, and that's what today is all about. You know, he dying on the cross proved that he was a man, but rising from the grave three days later from an empty tomb shows that he was God. And I want to talk about this. I mean, this is sometimes I think people just get so wrapped up um, with traditionalism and just the fad of religion that they don't stop to think about it. Um, what really happened? I mean, Jesus, you know, after 33 years of living, went into ministry and um, started ministering to people. And we know the story, man, was just performing miracles and showing us the way to live. And But it was important what he did. Everything culminated to these three days that we, as Christians, celebrate this weekend. Because without these three days, they would have meant nothing. And that's for him getting up on that cross, dying for us, being the the official final sacrifice, the atonement of our sins so that we may live eternally. Uh, with him in heaven, um, it, it was is key. Not just that, but he had to ra- rise from the grave three days later uh, to defeat death, so that we can have eternal life. But I just want to just really, I thought about doing a story about you know a soldier um, who gave his life um, for anybody really to try and relate. But I just felt in talking about this to describe the cat of nine tails. Um, because people are like, oh, yeah, we get it. He died. No, it, it's more than that. He didn't do this just for the people at the time. He did it for people, every human that's ever lived on this planet and is going to live on this planet. And after his trial, we know that he was um, got 39 lashes from a cat and nine tails. And for those who don't know or understand or possibly haven't seen uh, the movie Passion of the Christ, which depicts this probably the best 
depiction of it on screen ever. The Cat of Nine Tails, because I want to put this into perspective of what he went through. Okay, the Cat of Nine Tails had uh, a handle that usually uh, was like about 18 inches long, and there was nine. Um, nine leather straps each strap is about six to seven feet long attached this handle and at the end of each of these straps was small lead balls uh usually mixed with pieces of animal bone and metal and that they would when they would whip this a person with this it would tear into the body but and more and more with each lasting but it didn't just tear into the body and rip the skin i mean it would hook into it and just pull and rip flesh and a lot of the old uh, theologians um, and especially medical uh, related doctors who believe in Christ have talked about this is that when he was lashed 39 times, I mean, each lash that went across his back, if you can imagine, would just stick into his flesh and his ribs and sometimes it'd wrap around and it would just rip and tear flesh is that when he stood up and you saw this, the raw meat of his back that you'd be able to see actual internal organs, um, through what was ripped off. And, and Jesus, after the trial where they screamed, give us Barabbas, and, and Pilate released him uh, to be flogged, he went through 39 of these, 39 lashes for you, for me. He was beaten to a bloody pulp, and it wasn't enough. After they did that, they made a crown of thorns and placed it on his head. Now, the, the thorns that were used average two inches long were extremely sharp so i mean is he, he's already been beaten he's been ripped to shreds by my cat and nine tails and they put this kind of thorns on his head piercing his head just bleeding everywhere i mean and most of you who've seen wrestling would know that when you you know they'd put a little cut in their foreheads during a wrestling match to make it look like a severe injury because it would just bleed profusely that's what happened to jesus and then they made him carry his cross Okay. Has anybody's ever had a, a a sunburn? Okay, and you smacked it or had to put your hand on it. You knew how much that burned and it hurt and how rough that felt. Imagine that feeling multiplied a thousand times over because he's carrying a massive cross wood. You know, they assume that the cross would weigh probably at least 150 pounds on his back that is just ripped open, raw flesh and bone that just imagine the pain and he had to carry that all the way to Golgotha okay and when they get there not only they make him carry that cross they then nail him to it now in a lot of crucifixions back then okay um were brutal anyways but they made sure Jesus's was a little bit extra by nailing his hand his hands and his feet for him to hang there and so when they got him on the cross, of course, they put the king of the Jews sign over his head. They mocked him. They spit at him. And he's just sitting there bleeding, bleeding profusely in pain and sitting on this cross. And the weight, let's say Jesus weighed 160, 180 pounds, okay, at most. All that weight is bearing down on the three points in his nail, the nails in his hands and his feet. So when he's having to hold up there on that wooden cross, his back ripped to shreds, he can't just imagine trying to pull up to get some, some relief from the pain on your back and the pain in your feet. Well, when you pull up, you're pulling on those nails pierced through your hands. 
and that's instantaneous pain. So there's no relief there. There's just more pain. And so he drops back down, and all the weight on his back, Borgens, that crosses more searing pain. The nails in his feet, more searing pain. There was no way for Jesus to get any relief as he sat on this cross waiting to die. And to make things even worse, to make sure that he did die, they pierced his side with a spear and blood and water flowed. So just get that image in your head. Just understand what what he went through for you, what he went through for me, because he loved you, loves you so much that he knew he had to go through that so that you may have eternal life, so that you would have have salvation from your sin so that you would not die and face God's judgment. He took that for you, took that for you. When he looked up and said, God, why have you forsaken me? Understand that when God looked down at his son that moment, in that moment when he says, why have you forsaken me? God didn't see his son. He saw your sin. He saw my sin. God hates sin. He can't look at sin. He, that's what judgment's for. Okay. You know, when we sinned and created a sinful nature of man, God, that we we deserved God's wrath. We deserve God's judgment. And so he had to go through and be beaten, ripped to shreds, put on a cross, and then look at his father, and his father wouldn't even look at him. He couldn't stand the side of Jesus on that cross because at that moment, Jesus was no longer his son to him. All he could see was you, your sin on that cross. He took that burden of the entire world's sin on that cross so that we can live forever. Just think about the weight of that on what, you know, on that he did that for you and for me. Okay. And then after he's crucified and he dies and he says, it is finished. When he says it, it is finished. Earthquake happened and something miraculous happened. He was prophesied the veil would tear and the veil tore and no longer from that day forward was a sacrifice required for the atonement of our sins in the Jewish culture or across the world because the ultimate sacrifice had been paid. Jesus was the perfect lamb and he paid that cost. He paid that price and that was the fulfillment of that. And three days later, after they buried him in a tomb, after they buried him in a tomb and played his body, Mary Magdalene, his Mary Magdalene, Mary his mother, and another Mary went to go see his body. And in Luke chapter 24, it describes exactly what happened. Okay. After they buried him, they went on the first day of the week, okay, the very morning to go see Jesus. And they get there, and what they find is, is that the tomb, the stone in front of the tomb, which is a massive tomb, would taken several people to have moved, had been rolled away. They went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus at all. And when they were greatly perplexed by this, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered unto the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day risen again. And they remembered his words and knew that he came back from the dead. That's what we celebrate today. It wasn't enough for Jesus to just be crucified on the cross and to carry our burden and the weight of our sin to be that sacrifice. Okay. He then had to defeat death itself so that we could live eternally with him, eternally with God, and not face the judgment of our sin 
what we deserve to die for. That was what the completion of today was. So I'm sure most of you listen to this. You went to church this morning, and I'm sure you had a great, great uh, Resurrection Sunday service, or Easter service, as your church may call it, whatever it may be. And uh, I'm sure God moved in a mighty way. But if you're listening to this and you don't know Jesus, it's the perfect time to do so. This man died for you. God died for you. He came down and just lowered himself to be a servant, to be human, to live a life purely without sin, to then die on that cross. Like I try to describe the best that I can what he went through for you because he loves you. And if you don't know him, I just I welcome you to just ask him into your life as your Lord and Savior. I mean, he he did this for you, for all of us. And all he wants from us in return is a relationship, is our love. To to just be the bride and the bridegroom, okay, as the Bible describes. And he just wants a one-on-one relationship with you. And it's simple, man. All you have to do if you don't know Jesus is ask him into your heart. Ask him to, to forgive you the sins that you've committed. Ask him to be Lord of your life and just live a lifestyle like he gave, showed us to live. Pray daily. Have a relationship with him. Sometimes when I explain it to my kids, then, you know, especially my young boys, is what what's it mean to have a relationship? I said, just like you have a relationship with me, boys. I'm their father. We talk daily. We play together daily. I said, it's the same thing. I said, but your holy, eternal father wants that relationship. So if you don't know him, I just I, I invite you to welcome him into your life. If you do know him and you just live life daily and let's just be honest, don't think about it. You just you go day by day, don't really pray, don't really spend time with him. You take for granted what he did for you. You don't think about the cost that was paid so that you wouldn't die and be judged and go to hell or spend an eternity without God. Yeah, we understand and we know that the lake of fire, that you know, we're burning for eternity if we don't go to heaven. That's not the bad part. That's not the, the hor- horrible part. It's not that. It's being without God in the absence of him. That is going to be far worse, and we don't want that. So if you know Jesus and you've asked him in your life, but you've maybe backslid or aren't living the way you need to, or don't have a relationship with him like you should, remember what he did for you. And just rededicate your life to him. And I just pray that you just seek seek him daily. Just seek him daily. Remember what he did for you this weekend. Okay? Now, yes, I know it's not the exact same dates as when he did it, but it's when we celebrate it. But remember it every day. I make sure to thank God every single day for sending Jesus down here to die on a cross for us. That is the greatest gift. That's the greatest act of love that we would ever know and ever could possibly see. And we don't ever need to take that for granted. So just remember, anything, I'll wrap this thing up. Remember what Jesus Christ did for you today. He came down here for you, for me, for everyone, so that we can live eternally with him, so that we can have life more abundantly, and so we didn't have to face the judgment of the sin that we deserve to face. He bore that for us died for us, came back from the dead for us because he loved us that much. We'll wrap this show up with a quick prayer. 
and then we'll give you all a song. And this song is pretty new, and I think it's quite an amazing song, actually. We played Memphis Mayfire a little bit ago, and their lead singer, Maddie Mullins, um, had just released a newer song. And uh, it, when I heard it the other day, it just really, I had to put it on repeat, man. I mean, it was an abs- it's an absolutely amazing song. And I, I love that, you know, he does the, um, the metal stuff with, with, with um, Memphis Mayfire, but then he's got his gospel type stuff he does too that's totally separate. And um, the song he just came out with is called Show You the Cross. And I just hope it ministers to you the way it ministered to me. Um, so we're going to end out the show with that. But first, let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord, again, we thank you so much for sending your son to die for us on the cross. We thank you for, the, for what he did. We thank you that we remember this, especially this weekend. It doesn't matter if it's if you're Catholic, if you're a Methodist, if you're Baptist. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian, you're a believer. We spend this weekend remembering your sacrifice, giving your life for us so that we can not face the judgment that we deserve, so we can live with you eternally in heaven, Father God. And all we need to do is just continue to seek your face, have a relationship with you, live the way that you taught us to live. And Lord, we just want to thank you and tell you how much we love you for that. And Lord, if anybody listening to this doesn't know you, I pray that a seed has been planted and that they ask you into their heart and, and start a relationship with you. And Lord, if they do know you and maybe they haven't been walking the life that they need to with you, that they just have a new fire and then they just repent of the sins that they have committed and just focus on you, Father God, because you get us through everything. Let us not forget or never take for granted what you did for each and every one of us. Lord, we just love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, we love you all so much. We thank you all so much for listening to this show each and every day uh, or each and every episode. (laughs) Every day. We do it every two weeks. And we'll have another episode for you again in two weeks. More news, more movie entertainment and TV show entertainment. And then we'll have another devotional for you. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. Again, don't forget what we celebrate this weekend for. He died for you, each and every one of you. Again, we love you so much. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll be back with you guys again in two weeks. We're going to end this one out. Here's Maddie Mullins with Show You the Cross. If you've been abandoned by the ones you trust the most And you build a wall around your heart to make sure no one else gets close I could fill the air with empty words and hope that they would work But nothing I could say would change the way you heard So I won't say another word I'll show you the cross with Jesus lifted high I'll show you the grave where death was left behind I'll show you a savior who paid the highest cost Show me all your scars and I'll show you the cross If you're on the outside Nothing I could say would change the way it is 
can do is this I'll show you the cross with Jesus lifted high I'll show you the grave where death was left behind I'll show you a savior who paid the highest cost show me all your scars and I'll show you I'll show you the grace that led my heart to change. I'll show you a savior who loved when I was lost.